Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be, what's really important to you? Well, I've got an email here from a viewer who's not happy with where he's at in life. And he says he's come to realize, he obviously initially found my work because he was trying to become more successful in his personal life and with women. And he says what my book has influenced him to do is to really look inward and focus on his career, his mission and purpose in life, which is something that he really hadn't been paying too much attention to. He says he wants to get into investments and sales, but he's majored in political science and he says his degree precludes him being able to do what he really wants. So he wants to know what kind of a transition plan does he need or will work for him so he can figure out what to do for his career and his purpose because he said he's also been going on different job interviews but he hasn't gotten any job offers yet and what's interesting is I was doing some research and if you look at over the Gallup polling and you can google this yourself over the last several years when Gallup has been doing polls on people to find out what their satisfaction in work is only about 13% of the workforce feels really engaged, really enthusiastic and excited about their jobs. I mean that is fucking horrible. So we're talking 87% of the people that get up every day and go to their jobs are not looking forward to it. That's a fucking tragedy. That is wasted productivity because you have all these people basically going to work and doing their jobs or going to their businesses if they have their own business and they're not excited about it. They're not happy to go to work. And when you're not loving what you're doing and you're not excited about it, you're typically going to work just hard enough to not get fired. And if you're interested in reaching your full potential and being really happy in life, you have to do something for a living that you love and you enjoy. And the enjoyment or lack thereof that you get from working is going to have a tremendous impact on your ability to be successful with the other person. Because let's face it, most of your time is going to be spent during the week working. And if you don't like where you're going, you come home every night going, my fucking job sucks. But let me go out and meet a great girl and maybe that will make me happy. Maybe that will solve all my problems. If you're not happy in your life, if you're not happy in your career, or at least if you're not working towards something that you really want to do, it's going to be really hard to maintain a high level of enthusiasm and excitement because it's going to be written all over your face. And if you're trying to become more successful with women and you hate your life, you hate your job, you hate your career, you hate your business, you can't stand your business partners, whatever it happens to be, it's going to be really hard to attract the kind of quality women that you're looking for and if you're a woman to attract the kind of quality man that you're looking for. If you're just simply not happy with your life, you're not, you really need to focus on becoming or creating the kind of life and lifestyle that you want and it doesn't mean you have to achieve it first. It just means that you have to know what you want, why you want it. In other words, you've got to have some really emotionally compelling reasons why you want to do what you do. And at least that way, if you're on the path and you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now, eventually you're going to get to where you want to be. Women love a guy who's enthusiastic about where he's going. 
even if he's 10, 20 years away from getting to where he ultimately wants to be. You got to have a vision for your life. So I have a quote that I wrote in this topic and then we're going to go through this guy's short email. And the quote says, life is a never-ending process of inventing and reinventing who you really are and building your life around your grandest goals and dreams. You will work the hardest at things you truly love and enjoy. When you do things you love and enjoy, they seem like playing instead of work. Playing and having fun at what you do makes you become really great at it over time. Becoming great at something enables you to add maximum value, maximize your time, and maximize your income earning potential when you find a way to monetize your passions through a career or business. It's a thousand times easier to convince someone to hire you when you have little to no experience if you are excited about their opportunity instead of simply looking for a paycheck. So as I was going through this and coming up with a quote and thinking about it, I thought back on my life and I look at where I am today and the fact that I'm a full-time life coach, full-time peak performance coach, self-reliance coach, if you will. I went to school for construction management. I have an engineering background. and I, lo- I still love to build. I still love construction. When I drive by a, a construction project, whether it's a big commercial building or a residential building or even a high-end custom home, I get excited about that stuff. I like looking at those things. I'm still interested. I'm still passionate about those things. But it's not what I do day in and day out. It was an evolution of things. And I remember back when I was in high school and also in college, I had had to take a lot of math classes. And one of the interesting things that I really didn't appreciate at the time, which I can really appreciate now at 46 years old, is classes like physics, or statics and strength of materials or calculus or any other the other extensive math classes and science classes and design classes, structural design stuff that I had to take in school, what those kinds of classes really do is they help you to think critically. They help you to take things apart. When you have a problem, you can think about complex problems from different perspectives because you learn how to think like that by doing calculus and physics and those different things. And so I've always been in when you and for me personally being a coach, the fact that I have a construction background and when you first start out, the first thing when you build a house is you got to have a set of plans. In other words, you got to have an architect that comes up with the design, you got to have engineers that handle the structural design part of it, then you're going to have mechanical engineers that do the plans for the electrical, mechanical, HVAC, in other words, heating, air conditioning, ventilating, those kinds of things. So you usually have three different engineers, architects, if you will, that go into just creating the plans for what's going to be built. And then a general contractor comes along and manages all the subcontractors and suppliers that build that particular project. And you have to build things in sequential order. You even do things as detailed as scheduling where you determine the second floor, when the columns are going to go up, when the steel is going to go up. When the concrete's gonna show up, when your boom pump has to arrive, it's like all that stuff is planned out in really minute detail. And having that background where I'm able to take things apart and put them back together, which was something I was interested in when I was a kid, I was able to apply that and to figure out 
like when I was struggling in my 20s to date the kind of women I wanted. That ability to take things apart and use complex thinking to solve a real problem that I was having gave me a leg up on the average person. That's why I was able to figure out all the things I was figuring. It's like kind of weaving a tapestry, if you will, taking spiritual studies, self-help things that I studied in life and other experts that were way more successful than I was studying all those and being able to put all that stuff together in a puzzle which eventually became my book which is I look at that really as kind of a coaching manual. It's like a how-to manual. How to follow the progression from being single, figuring out what you want to create in your personal life and then meeting that person, developing pickup skills, how to get them attracted, how to get a phone number, create a day in the spot, how to date them properly, how to court them properly and then once you're in a relationship with them, how to maintain that relationship and healthy communication so it's easy and effortless however long you decide that you want to stay in that relationship for. And it's like what Steve Jobs said in his biographies, you can't connect the dots looking forward. In other words, as you're going through things in life, especially when you're going through difficult times or, or difficult struggles like where this particular guy happens to be going through, it, he's going to really see 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now why even though he's struggling right now, this is actually a gift because it's causing him to go into some deep introspection and self-reflection and figure out just like the title of the video, what's really important to me? What do I really want? What do I want to create for myself and why? What are the emotionally compelling reasons why I want to do this? I look at my life when I was a teenager. I worked for my parents. When I was in middle school, I even had a paper route when I was – I started a a paper route when I was in elementary school. And when when I was in middle school, my parents bought a coin laundry business that also had wash, dry, fold. So I was washing people's clothes all the time. I washed more clothes than probably anybody that's watching this and everybody they know in their lives combined. I mean because it's it's like for many years – I think it was five, six years my parents had it. It's like during the summer, I was working there at their business five days a week. That's all I did all day long was laundry and we did like – big loads of laundry. They had some hotels and commercial accounts and things of that nature. And what was the gift in that time was I did a lot got involved with a lot of customer service interactions when I was still basically a kid. And I got to learn from my dad. I got to learn some business skills from my dad and my mom at the time. And that even all that that experience I got thirty years ago working for my parents still pays off to this day. When I was in high school, I started working at a fast food place and then I eventually started working in retail for a company that's not around anymore, just the website's around service merchandise. And I really enjoyed that for a period of time. And I was 21, I started attending bar when I was going to school, when I was still majoring in construction management. And then when I was like 21, 22, I started working for free for a general contractor while I was still attending bar during the weekends and at night. And after a month or so of working for them, proving myself to them that I was really passionate about and I really wanted to do it because I was enthusiastic. I mean I was willing to work for free basically. And these guys got all this work after Hurricane Andrew hit. They had 45 homes and they had I think it was a couple hundred condo units they had to renovate down in Cutler Ridge that were damaged from the hurricane. And so they had all this work and like, hey, we need you. We need you full time. So I, only, I think I worked for free for about four or five weeks. And then that opportunity came along. I worked for them for a year, year and a half. And then I started work, moved 
started for a company in Fort Lauderdale that also did development work because at one time I was thinking maybe I also want to do a double major. Maybe I want to major in architecture so I could be a developer. And I got to see what it was like to work for a general contractor slash developer and get that experience. And I saw everything that they went through and I was like, no, nah, I don't think I really want to get into development projects. And then I went to work for the largest construction company in the world at the time. This was back in the mid-90s, Syntex Rooney Construction Company, which was, they were the largest construction group in the world at the time. They're now about – they got sold off. Now they're Balfour Beatty now. And so I got I – got, to work for a small company, a medium-sized company, and then the largest company in the world where you're doing $150 million projects and up, working on the Cordonado Springs Resort at Disney World, 300,000 square foot convention center, 2,000 hotel rooms. So I got to see the logistics of how a two-year-long construction project is managed. And then I got into real estate just because I wanted to buy, fix, and sell houses. And that was the whole reason I went into construction management in the first place and then that led me to getting my real estate license. That led me to – I saw opportunity in the mortgage business because that was all kind of a, a synergy, if you will, because I had to provide financing for people that were buying our houses or the end user once the houses were fixed up. And then despite all that, we built this big company with my partners and I. We had 40 employees. We were grossing about $7 million a year. And gross revenue, but we had, I think it was about seven different companies. We had title company, we had mortgage company, we had real estate company, we had all these different companies, we had investment company, we had all these little different companies that built this huge, big business. And I just got to a point in my life, it's like what I talked about in the quote here, it's like a never ending process of inventing and reinventing yourself. And I just realized, you know what, I'm just not happy doing this anymore. This doesn't, you know, I wasn't getting up excited to go to work every day. And because of my experience in my 20s, every time I work for a general contractor and I realize, all right, I've seen everything these guys can offer me. I've seen all the kind of projects. I'm kind of bored with going to work. I'm bored with estimating these kinds of jobs. I want something bigger and better. And that led through a progression. And I just had learned by that point in my life, when I'm not enthusiastic about what I'm doing anymore, it's just like what Steve Jobs said. He used to get up every day and he used to look in the mirror and he used to say to himself, if today was going to be my last day on earth, would I want to do what I'm about to do today? And when the answer was no too many times in a row, he knew he needed to change something. And that's one thing I've always done. When I, any job I've had over the course of my life or any business, when it got to the point where it was no longer fun, when it was no longer exciting and compelling, when I was sitting there going, why am I doing this? I'm not excited about it. The reasons I had when I went into it, it's like I've done it. I've been there, done that. What's the next challenge? What am I really excited about now? And that's what led me back in two thousand end of two thousand five, early two thousand six to say, you know what? I've always loved self help. I was always mentoring people. I was mentoring and coaching my employees. I was mentoring and coaching my friends and teaching them the things that I had learned. I thought, you know what? I'm gonna write a book. I'm gonna do this full time. I feel like this is what my mission, my purpose was in life. Because at that time I had gone from being totally frustrating and not being able to date and have the kind of relationships, the kind of women that I wanted, to being able to experience that and have numerous relationships over the years. And I looked around and it's like I saw so many people suffering. I thought, this is so amazing. It totally fucking changed my life. The first girl that I got to experience that, like, it's like once you experience 
being in love with somebody who's in love with you and they knock your socks off in every way, you're never the same. Your standards change. It's like going from driving driving a Ferrari or a Lambo to a Camry's. You know, I mean a Camry's a nice car. It will get you to where you want to go. But I mean come on. A Ferrari's a Ferrari. A Lambo's a Lambo. You want the best. You deserve the best. I mean the bottom line is we're here on earth for a very short period of time. I want to do something really great with my life. I mean, it makes no sense. I mean, like I said, look at the stats. 13% of people are satisfied in their job. 87% of people are not happy. They don't like waking up and going to wherever they go during the day for work. And that's a fucking tragedy. And the key is when you realize you're no longer excited about what you're doing, it's time to start. It doesn't mean you just up and quit your job. Obviously, I think that's a bad thing to do. And I have done that in my life as well. It's best to transition out of it and that's kind of where this particular guy is. He's like, I'm not happy doing what I'm doing and I really don't want to do what I majored in. How do I get there? How do I get from where I am right now to where I want to be? So let's go through. He's got a really short email. So let's go through this. He says, hey, Coach Wayne, first I want to thank you for writing such an excellent book and I will be donating after this post. Well, donations are always appreciated. And if you're so inclined, if you appreciate the value for my videos, my book, my website, and all the things that you learn from me, you can just click the donate button on any page of my website. It's at the bottom of your screen and follow the instructions. You can do a one-time donation or you can even do recurring donations. I have lots of people that do monthly recurring donations and it's really cool. People that appreciate the value, they support me on a monthly basis. I'm a 26-year-old college grad and after reading your book, it has led me to look beyond just women. And I talk about that in the book. Once you start to experience the things in your personal life that I talk about and your personal life becomes great and you date the kind of people you've always wanted, any area of your life that's not really great as well, in other words, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being awesome because you might be starting out where your career might be a 7 or 8 on a scale of 1 to 10 right now and your personal life is a 3, 4 or a 5. But then your personal life becomes a 10 because you start applying what you learn in my book and then that job that was in 7, 8 or a 9 on a scale of 1 to 10 now starts to look like a 4 or a 5 because things are so great in your personal life. And that becomes uncomfortable when you look at your, the career portion of it and the fact that you spend most of your time every week there at your job or your business. And that's what typically ha- – that's what happened with me. The more successful you become with members of the opposite sex or the same sex, depending on what kind of a relationship you're into, you start looking around. It's like, this is not exciting. How do I get the awesome things that are happening in my personal life to be that way in my business or my career or taking care of my body? It's like the happier you become, the more you want to work out, the more you want to eat healthy, the more you want to hang out with other like-minded people who are also striving to be great themselves. What I've taken away from your book wasn't just relationship advice but finding who you are and building towards that goal which in time will lead to your career and your destiny in life. Unfortunately, I've been pursuing women and neglecting my own development as a person. That's one thing I have to say that I haven't done when it comes to my career is when I wasn't happy, when I was getting up going, this fucking sucks. I don't feel like going to this job. Like, oh, When I started thinking like that. And sitting there going, looking up the clock in the wall going, oh man, three hours till I go home. Oh, fuck. When I started feeling that way, I was like, I needed a new challenge. I couldn't stay there. It was physically 
too uncomfortable for me to stay in a job like that or a business, if you will. And that's when I knew I needed to make a change. And if I was working for somebody else, I'd start putting my resume out. If you are in that process right now, you can Google Corey Wayne how to get any job you want. There's And then if you click on the tab, it's in the bottom of that article the, where it says career, the little blue link. That will take you to three or four other articles like how to ensure your resume gets you hired. I've done like three or four on that. If you follow that process, you will get a job. But the key is if you want to better your job, you've got to be excited about the opportunity. And if you're just going there going, I need money, I need a paycheck, but you're not excited about it when you talk to people, if you're not asking questions from the perspective of – because right now we're about to enter a free agency for NBA basketball. And so a lot of really great players are now going to have – like I'm just reading about Coach Pat Riley, how he's going to fly to New York next week and meet with Kevin Durant. And he's also going to meet with one of the guys that plays for Atlanta and he also – who else he's going to meet with? There's like three or four really great players in addition to Hassan Whiteside, one of his own players, Dwayne Wade, one of his big players he's going to meet with. So he's – this Pat Riley has got tons of rings and yet he's going to fly to New York to go and meet with Kevin Durant because he's worth it. Because – and so when you're a guy like Kevin Durant or LeBron James or Dwayne Wade, you have teams coming to you to convince you why you should play for them. And when you go on a job interview, if you think from the perspective of, it, well, if I was LeBron James or if I was Kevin Durant or if I was Dwayne Wade and I got three or four people wanting to sit down with me and potentially get me to come play for their team, what do they have to offer? If you've got several choices, you need information so you can make a choice. And what are you going to be doing? You're going to be asking questions and you're also going to be telling them what you're looking for. So if you're calling somebody for a job interview, the moment the person answers the phone, instead of saying, hey, I'm looking for work or hey, I'm calling about your opportunity, who do I talk to? You're going to say, hey, you know, I saw you guys got an opportunity open up and engineering or whatever it happens to be. What? But before I submit my resume and come in, it's like, how long have you worked there for? I mean, what's the culture like? Are the people really great? Do you love coming to work every day? Is it a really great environment? Is the company growing? Are the, what are the managers like there? What are the owners of the company like? Does everybody really enjoy being there? Or do you think it's a great place to work? Because I work in a, a place that's cool but the culture is not that great and I really want something better, something more fun. I want to feel, feel a challenge. I want to feel excited. I want to work in a company that's growing. Is this company like that? And then right away, now you're like LeBron James, you're like Kevin Durant, you're like Dwayne Wade. In other words, why should I come there? Is it great? And then what happens is the receptionist is now trying to sell you on why it's such a great place to work. Really? Well, who do I need to talk to then? And then you, you know, she gets on the phone with her boss or her, hey, I got this great guy in the line and he's like, he sounds really sharp because if you're talking like an alpha male, if you're talking like the star and you have lots of options, you're calling to find out what it's like there and everybody from the, the receptionist to the CEO of the company, instead of you interviewing for a job and hoping they offer you a job, you've completely flipped the script and now they're asking or they're trying to convince you of why it's such a great place to work and why their culture is great, why their pay is great, why their opportunity for growth is great, why it's such a stable growing company and why you should want to work there. 
It's a complete night and day difference. Even if you haven't worked for six months or six years, it doesn't fucking matter. When you ask those kinds of questions and everybody's selling you on why you need to work there, then when you're sitting down with the CEO and you're on your third or fourth interview, whatever it happens to be, you can say, great, when, when can I start? Sounds great. Think about it. It's all how you frame it and how you phrase it. I've been stagnating in my pursuit of a career path and I feel unsatisfied where I am. I've been applying to various jobs but to no avail due to my limited experience. Well, that's your belief. Well, I have limited experience. No, you're not fucking passionate about the opportunities and you're not asking the right questions. You're coming from the perspective of a dude who's looking for a paycheck as opposed to somebody who's gone, has the attitude, I'm fucking awesome and I'll be a great asset to your company but I want to come play for the best team that's out there. It's got the best culture, the best teammates, the best coaches, i.e. best leaders, best managers, best opportunity. What's the city like? What's the area like where the office is? Those are if you think from the perspective of what's an NFL or an NBA or a major league baseball or soccer, what kind of questions are the best players in the world going to be asking? And if you start asking questions like that, you cause everybody that you talk to to sell you on why you need to be there. They talk you into accepting their offer. Even if you had I've got clients that had hadn't worked in six months or a year or two aren't worried about that. And they go and they get the first job that they go and interview with just because they went from trying to talk people into hiring them to asking questions and coming off like the Tom Brady's of the world, if you will. In the past, I've never taken the initiative to volunteer, intern, attend seminars, or networking events. Well, your comfort zone is where you're most uncomfortable. In other words, you're going to grow the most where you're most uncomfortable. And if these are things you're considering, you need to do it. As a 26-year-old with a bachelor's degree, how can I go about finding a career that will help me fund my passion? I've become very interested in investments and sales. So if I was doing a phone session with you, the, one of the first things I was saying is investment and sales. Okay, great. On a scale of 1 to 10, how emotionally compelling is investments and sales? That's what I would ask you. And if you go, well, it's an eight, okay, what do you really love? What would a 10 be? Is there some aspect of investment in sales that you could say on a scale of one to 10 is a 10? In other words, if you say investment in sales, all right, what's the big deal? Well, I really love working with people, okay? So is it a true statement that you love working with people? In other words, on a scale of one to 10, it's a 10? And you go, yeah, absolutely great, write that down. And those are the kinds of questions that you need to ask yourself and you only put things down on your list that you can say without a doubt are an absolute 10 on a scale of 1 to 10. 10 being you love it, 1 being you hate it. And the average person I do phone sessions with comes up with anywhere from 5 to 15 or 16 different things and those are what I call your driving force needs. That's a unique innate combination to you. And the more your work or your career, your business, day in and day out can be doing all the things you love and are most passionate about, you're going to be happier, you're going to work harder at it, you're going to add more value, you're going to learn faster, you're going to be a better employee, you're going to be happier, you're going to be more enthusiastic, you're going to really become great at it versus other people around you who more than likely, there's an 87% chance that you're probably surrounded by people 
who ain't digging their jobs unless they got a really great culture and people really love working there. It's important to ask high quality questions. A big part of being successful in life is about asking really high quality questions. I have a degree in political science which is out of the realm of those areas. Any advice as to how I can make the transition? Well, the first thing you need to do is you need to get your driving needs written down. You got to get that list first because you got to know what do you want? What do you love most? If you're into investments and sales, what do you love about sales? What do you love about investments? What kinds of investments? And once you have that list, that's when you start calling around to different companies and looking at what the job descriptions entail. In other words, what are you going to be doing day in and day out? When you get up and you go to work every day, what are you going to do? What are the aspects of that job? And when you find one, you, in other words, you start doing research first, then you start the interview process. Maybe it requires you to go back to school. Maybe it requires you to get a certificate. Maybe you want to become a stockbroker. Maybe you end up getting in a mortgage broker. Maybe you end up going into real estate because investment in sales is a pretty big thing. So you have to figure out what kinds of investments do you love? What are you most passionate? Is it stocks? Is it currencies? Is it gold? Is it silver? Is it real estate? What kinds of investments? And you should only put things down in your list that you fucking love. And then when you find a career that matches up with your driving force needs, that's what you zero in on. That's when you – because if you're sitting there in an interview for something and say you got 10 things on your list you absolutely love and the job that you're talking to them about or interviewing for, you can do all 10 of those things that you love more than anything day in and day out. You'll have a shitload more enthusiasm than the person that's going, man, I really need a job. I really need a paycheck. So if you'd like to get my help personally to help you figure out your purpose, your mission in life, what you really want to do to really have your – because if you've got some beliefs, like if you look at where this particular guy is right now, like one of the things he says, I major in political science which is out of the realm of those areas. And he also mentioned the fact that he doesn't have much experience. At the end of the day, so what? But those are his beliefs. This is part of the story that he says, oh, I don't have the experience. My degrees really doesn't match up to this. This is what he's telling himself. And he hasn't even gone on one job interview yet more than likely in what he really wants to do. And so when I work with people and I do phone sessions when they are trying to figure out their purpose and their mission in life or they've been doing something for a long time they're just not really as fulfilled as they'd like to be, by asking them questions – and finding out what's most important to them, I can help them zero in because sometimes I've, I've worked with people in the past and all they really need to do is a lateral move in their company because maybe they got 10 things on their list that are really important and in their current position, they're only doing six or seven of them day in and day out but there's another position in the company that they, they can go and take where those other three things they'll get to do day in and day out and that takes a takes a job that was a 7 or 8 on a scale of 1 to 10 and it makes it a 10. They work harder at it. They're enthusiastic because they're really loving what they're doing versus just really liking a lot what they were doing. And When you really love what you're doing, the enthusiasm shows. People can hear it in your voice. They can see it in your face. They can see it in your work ethic. Women can sense it. They can feel it. Your employers can feel it. And the bottom line is repetition is the mother of skill. When you do something over and over and over and over and over again, you are going 
to get really fucking good at it. And if you love it, you'll be obsessed about it and you'll work at it over and over and over and over again. It's like what Maya Angelou said, don't chase money. Find out what you really love to do and get to the point where you do it really well that other people can't take their eyes off of you. So again, if you'd like to get my help personally, go to my website, click the products tab, top your screen on any page and book whichever coaching option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon. (laughs) 